Clive, are you there? You there? Are you there? There we go, there we go, there we go. Uh, you're there, I'm there, all right. All right, we're both fucking here. <laughs> How you doing, man? You ready to do this? Yes, I'm excited, but a little scared because I've just, my, my guts are a little uh, entangled. Like, you know, it's like, you get a little nervous. Like It's, it's like anybody else would, like, Man, it's fucking cool. It's, this ain't like we ain't doing some 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 twenty twenty documentary on you ain't gator. You ain't kill nobody. We're just yeah, we didn't kill anyone. Yeah, I mean, you could be worse, and you could be sitting in prison. They could be selling your board up at Walmart. That's bad, dude. That's <laughs> bad. Oh man! All right, that's the way to start the show. All right, now we're ready. Now we're ready. Like you gotta be ready. Ahead. Hey, you gotta be ready. You know why? Because I just I just locked Michelle in the room. Like Jim Gray locked us in that room. She got a broke arm, so she can't come out here. What? Oh, the late. Oh, yeah. You're in a room. All right. Yeah. You can yeah. hear me fine enough to record this. I'm a caretaker. Yeah, that's you're the man, dude. That's so sweet, dude. Everyone needs like. I'm gonna need a couple. I mean, dude, you might. I might need to borrow you in a couple months, dude. I mean, who knows? <laughs> Hey, my rate's going up after this, man. I, I'm already doing out-of-state caretakers, so my rate's are like triple. It's like being a chef. I mean, you start making money until you leave state, so like I'm already like I'm already like traveling. But Jerry Fowler, the the kid that wrote for television, dude, remember Jerry Fowler? Yeah, Jerry Fowler was dope, yo. He was real dope. Remember everyone was like, and like everyone everyone thought him and Ethan were brothers. That shit was funny as hell. That was oh. great. That was, that was like how they mix up black people. I love that shit. They used to just, hey. they were like, but they got the same last name, the brothers. <laughs> Check this one out. A rest in peace, which is a native to where you grew up, Brian Childers. It's me and Brian Childers lived in Santa Cruz, and it's Childers and Children. And Vans thought, we both skated for Vans at the time. And they're like, yeah, how's your brother doing? And it's like, dude, <laughs> we just kind of let let go. We just kind of let it go and let's mess with them. Like you're like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's absolutely amazing, man. So, um, what you what you want to talk about, man? I know you just been um you've been back in been back in Wilmington. You got a regular job, and there's nothing wrong with that. You're a regular civilian now, just civilian skating. And uh, what else you been up to, man? I'm just trying to figure it out. You know, I just got off work right now. Um, having a fire. Uh, my boss, Walt Cartier, uh, just saw me in a scrambled egg situation and offered me a job with no tool belt. I still don't have a tool belt. And I work with like a lot of rad dudes, which, which is like his son, Will, my homie, Garula, uh, my buddy, Roberge. My buddy Acid Cat, which is like he's a sick. He like rolls in on forty foot waves. He's he's sick, dude. He's like, it's all skater surfer dudes, and uh, I'm kind of the janitor handyman. Like they they know real work. They pull the real numbers. Rob Brown, sorry, dude. I dude, I had a, I had a, I had a Larry Cicilino moment there, but uh, it's just comedy, dude. It's Comedy Central. I get to work with these guys and like. Dude, I don't have a tool belt, like, but I do my job. You know, if somebody needs something across the field, dude, I'm like, I walk like 10 miles a day doing this. 
So you know what I mean? Like I'm getting my exercise and it's just a it's comedy central and we're doing really cool stuff, you know, and I'm very thankful for them, you know. It's WCRP. I don't know I don't know if this is like my uh next profession, but at the time that will that will uh, work work itself uh, through, you know, like um I mean, it's good, to have, it's good to have a little bit of structure. You know what I mean? Oh. Like, like nothing wrong with that. You know, like, I, man, I, I'll tell you this. It's crazy. Nobody really knows this. When uh, I was, you know, when I kind of walked away from skateboarding the first time in like 2006, 2007, I went back to Florida and was like, yeah, you know, I'd go back there. I thought I could, I thought I could just, like, adjust in society. That shit did not work. First off, I tried to write. I tried to write a resume, and looking back, that shit was garbage. It Good took me. Luck. It took me like a month to get a job at a fucking Army Navy store. I mean, these old like these old shout out dudes. They were cool. First, I was selling knives, and I moved. I moved up, quote unquote, to like tactical boots and shit. And then I started driving a cab, dude. I drove a cab for like two years. Yo, what's good? This is Luke Broussard at the Barksdale in Asheville, North Carolina. Come through and see us. You're listening to WCRP. I late. <laughs> I used to drive people around in a cab. I did. I used to get so drunk. It was insane. And then that's oh, what I did. As a matter of fact, I didn't, as a matter of fact, dude, I'll tell you this. I didn't even have an, a driver's license. Sick, dude. They beat the system, cuz. That's what's yeah. up. Yes, so I did. I did that for like two years. I was just at the beach and like, you know, because I didn't know how to like adjust, and that's the only thing I could do. So like, I had to get in where I fit in, you know, sort of like what you're doing. There's nothing wrong with that, you know. A lot of cats like, it's like there's just there's certain things like if people came skating with you, it would it would be hard for them to adjust and fit in, but you would make them feel comfortable. You know, at least they make you feel comfortable enough there. You know, like your importance is as much as you put on it. You know, they gave me the job for a fucking reason. A lot of people don't got a job. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I work right now. So, that's, you know, it's a good thing, man. It's, uh, it's humbling to have a job. My crew is, like, they understand, like, every couple, like I told them, I'm like, hey, dude, I need an art day. I need to take a day off during the middle of the week. I can't do shit on the weekends. Uh, dude, I got to disappear for a week. I got to go skate. Like, I just want to go travel and they're like okay but they're like they're stoked on it and then they're like when you get back they're like stoked to hear about your travels and you know like this is like the first job i've had dude i juiced skateboarding so long dude i made i made dude i got to the point where i was like living on larry scribbles but i was still getting enough money to live because of my other money you know i saved a lot dude i didn't I wasn't buying Lamborghinis and freaking things. I lived very, very frugal. And, um, you know, it was like, and then random money. That's dope. It was like, dude, and like when uh, Nike let me go, I was like 40-something. And I was like, oh, shit, dude. I'm an adult. Like, that was the real uh, changer. It's like, oh, God. 
Because I lived like a child, and I still live like a child, to be honest. But <laughs> I lived like a child. I didn't care, dude. I just skated, rode my bike, went hiking, went swimming, like just camped and just lived vagabond style and didn't care. You know, I just didn't care. Like, it was like, and now, now it's really catching up with me, man, to be honest. It's like reality is really setting in, but, uh, it, like, I'm scrambled eggs at the moment because it's like, what it, do you really want? And I keep waiting for that bird to fly onto my shoulder and be like, all right, this is what you're going to focus on. But I'm still just a skate rat, dude. It sucks. But it's not wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, I think uh, I think society like, does that to us. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it puts some weird standard on us when we're older. And, like, you know, it's just kind of odd. And, and it puts a little pressure on us, too. You know, because, you know, as skaters, we don't think we're going to get older. You know I mean, we just think we're going to skate. And, you know, we think we're going to skate, do our thing. You know, we go to the demos. We see the dudes at, like, 25, 50. They got the bowl in the backyard. We're like, yeah, we're going to be like that dude when we're older. And it's like, you're going to be more like the dude. <laughs> you're more like the dude's going to be coming over and sleeping the ramp. <laughs> you know, a lot, and a lot of people's egos put them in tough spots to where they won't take jobs like you and, like I was, I washed dishes in Asheville when I first got there. When you saw me, you came yeah. to the restaurant, man. Like I think I was doing dishes and wearing a line. You know, I wasn't making a lot of money. I was, you know, but I, I had to humble myself. You know, it sucked. I mean, Very, like, really, man, I was making like ten. I thought I was making like ten, eleven dollars an hour. At one point, I was working in the kitchen there, man. At a full, at a at a broken foot and a cast up to my knee, and was sliding around the kitchen with one kitchen shoe. Because how how was I gonna pay the bills? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like how, who was going to give me money? You know what I mean? Any of them old sponsors and, and them cats, like, they got them a new black dude. They need me. You know what I'm saying? So so to me, it was like, it was just a humbling experience to just know. And it, it takes everyone a while to figure that out. You know, I think I'm just figuring my thing out. I and mean, it took me, what, almost 10 years, man. You know, and I still haven't really figured it out. You know, I'm still kind of, uh, you know, I'm not at a crossroads, but I, I think I'm just starting to gain a whole sense of, myself worse to myself, you know, not like monetarily, but, you know, like, hey, you know, like you, like, like you, like you, man, you're a creative guy, you know, you got a lot to give, you're a creative guy, you're a funny dude, you're a good person to be around, and that kind of, that kind of shit, that's more valuable than money, you know what I mean, like, and it's just, you, you just have to know that shit. Basically, that's why I have a job, I think I, they just keep me around for Comedy Central, dude, they're like, this little <laughs> thing that he thinks. And it will talk to the homeowner, like, how he thinks. And they are like, dude, you just said that? You just asked the co- homeowner for a cup of coffee? Yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. <laughs> I'm busting, dude. Like, yo, you want to, yeah, can I get a cup of coffee? I'm tired. It's WCRP. It's, it's more of a thing where you turn into an inspiring artist. And you get people that believe in you, and you you constantly want to inspire people to think differently. And, you know, that's really taken a hold of my whole life, you know what I mean? I thought about it. It's like it's like you want to inspire people, and you get so into it, dude, because you're like, yeah, that's my way to be Bukowski or, like, or the Rolling Stones or some great band. You're like, dude, I can just make these people happy, like, and inspire them to think of the world in a different uh, way, you know? So it's like, you know, that's like, and I still have dreams of putting out a video part, and I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Like, if 
if Larry Shredolino shows up and is like, Yo, this is Jerry Cooper, a.k.a. DJ Poochie Lefevre, a.k.a. Track 3000, a.k.a. That One Flick, a.k.a. Hanging with Mr. Cooper, a.k.a. Your favorite bar manager from Hoots Beer Company, and you're listening to WCRP. So look, you know, some little 16-year-old kid shows up with his dad. He said his dad was like the beautiful trailer park boys walking around the pool, you know what I mean? You're just trying to cop a couple of tricks as he's doing like hip-hop inverts over the corner. You know what I mean? You're like, damn, dude, I just came here to chill out. That's what, Honestly, Chet, that's why I just skate by myself a lot, man, you know, because it's not like yeah. when we were kids. You know, when we were kids, it was like the old dudes wanted you to challenge them, and you had to gain their respect. Now it's like the new dudes think, like, they have some imaginary contest with you, and you're like, we ain't like a lot of the older, older cats, you know? Like, we, we didn't come from that era of, like, we were cool with everybody skating. You know, everybody's going to skate. Some guys are good. Some guys are going to be whatever. And there was no such thing as the kook as much as, you know, when we were skating. Everyone was, you know, I was hanging out with y'all. You know, you skated vert and mini ramping. It was cool to hang out with street skaters. It wasn't weird back then. We were a tight-bound clique, dude, because we were a small ratio of skaters from the East Coast that were jiving off each other and just getting it. You know what I mean? And, like, we were stoked to see each other. We go to a contest, and it would be like, yo, dude. It was like, dude, I graduated high school. I don't want to see any of those people ever again. But I went to these contests, and I was like, that is, like, that. that's my fucking, that's my graduation. You know what I mean? Like, but that was back then, you know? Like, I go to the skate park now, and there's parents with the scooters, and all I do is I skate around fast, and I look like I'm on tweak, and I try to scare the parents. Like your kids are gonna, die. like your kids are gonna die, dude. Look at this dude. You do not want your kid off the course. Like I will fucking put my hands out. Like ah. And like, we should leave the park right now, dude. This is not a good thing for our kids to see. Like I'm, I'm, I'm like punked out people's parents sitting there in lawn chairs. Like, like, hey, you owe, dude. I'm sorry. Like we built this foreground. That so we could have these skate parks. You're just a fucking number that just came in right now. <laughs> but we did the work, so and skating, so we could have this kind of stuff. And now you think you can come in and just like interrupt our our velocity and like have a piece of it? Nah, dude, it ain't like that. I'm still gonna vibe people for the rest of my life. I don't care how cool skateboarding gets. It's just like. Some people got to get vibes, you know what I mean? That's why, hey, rest in peace, man. That's why, like, sometimes I just want Jake Phelps to show up out of nowhere and just clown people because he was really good at it. Yeah, he was. Dude, you know who else is really good at that, too, man? Is, uh, is Sal was the king at that, oh, you know? Sal, he, dude. Seriously, the king of, like, I got a lot of the uh, video. I got a lot of that stuff from him, man, as, like, a kid, like, uh, you know, like, like doing the contest stuff, because he was so funny and quick and, you know, it's like, just like Jake was. And Jake was, like, a different, you know, like, like they were two different comedians. Like, one would be, like, like Sal, what I would, I would, I would kind of ache him to, like, you know, like uh, Robert Townsend. Robert Townsend was very sharp. He was very smart. He was, yeah. I think he was, he was too quick and witty. He was too quick and witty for a lot of black people then, and, like, just a lot of people. But his humor and everything was very, you know, it was, it was accepted, but I don't think people looked at it. And then you had a guy like Jake who was more like, 
a George Carlin loud as fuck dude that people just like you either like them or you don't. You know, and so I thought I thought they both had you know, I, they both did their thing and I think you know that's what's missing, man, the dope contest. You know, the dope like the dope everything at the contest, not just like one aspect of the contest being dope. You know, it wasn't just like, all right, man, this is a dope course, but shit, man, who's who's that or like who's those DJ? It it was never that, you know, and you can never go back to that. But you you can always see what's missing, you know, like I go to contests now, I'm like, that shit's boring as hell. Shit's corny, the same course, same bullshit. It's like, dude, let's go back to like jump ramp over the car. Let's have a contest where it's like the real street skaters show up and the real street skaters come by. Really quick, what's your best uh, style impersonation? Let me hear it. My best style impersonation? How do you say it? Lance Dog is the best. Who 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 Sal Barbier was sounds like? Let me think. Like, How are you talking about? Like, hey man, hey man, hey hey hey, Clyde, I'm gonna need you to call me. Uh, yeah, got some stuff. And every time he would call me like that, it was like, damn, what did I do? And and that call would happen probably once or twice a week. It was just I was I was always I was I don't know how that dude kept me around, man. Like <laughs> like I was just at one point, dude, I was so out of control. Just thinking back, I'm like. Wow, like, like that's just what makes me give him a little more respect, you know, because he always kind of saw, no matter how terrible I was, I, what, like, I would almost like, I was almost like I was a little brother that that knew that his big, who his big brother was, so I do stupid shit, you know, just thinking back now. But he was always, uh, he was always super kind of protective, you know, like he he had always told me one thing that was special that. And he was like, hey, man, I don't get rid of guys. He's like, I don't put you on my team to get rid of you. He's like, I don't care. And that, and that kind of shit, but you don't hear people say that kind of shit no more. You know what I mean? Like, people are people fickle as hell. They fold on people. And I, honestly, dude, like, I think we were the last team, the last company where the team was together and it, and it, and it opened and shut with the same team. I can't think of another one. Yo, this is NC's finest, either Matt Assassin, a.k.a. Bare Hands. And right now you're tuned into WCRP Clyde Radio, a Clyde Singleton podcast. Be sure to check out the latest installment in my Bare Hands series, Bare Hands 5, Graham Newton, produced entirely by NC's own Authentic on all platforms. And be sure to stop by my website, EitherMattAssassin.com, to copy your CDs, vinyl, and apparel, and keep up with all news Either Matt Assassin. Peace. I spoke briefly about uh, me possibly riding for them at one point. Like it was... Uh, oh, wait, that would have been so sick, dude. Yeah, dude, it was around 2006, and um, I was at the trade show. I think it was right around the time um, I did Minority Report, and I saw him at the trade show, and I was like, hey, man. Like, I was like, yo, it was yo, and he was like, yo. And, like, we talked at the bar for a while. You know, and he, he was like, oh, he was like, I'm, he's like, I'm not opposed to it whatsoever. And I, I, went back to, I went back to Hollywood and never spoke to him again. I think I just ended up working at Brooklyn Projects or some shit. But, uh, yeah, dude, I talked to John about that. Like, that's, like, that's some shit, like, I, I don't think I've ever told a lot of people. You know, I got pulled dude to the side, like, hey, man, what do you think? Like, I, I always liked you. I always liked John. He's a great guy. And um, I always had a lot of respect for him just because the way he took care of his guys. And I said, when I, when I wrote with guys like, you know, Nottis and Sal, you know, I had street guys as, you know, team managers and just guys that weren't, didn't grow up as vert skaters. You know, nothing against vert skaters. Nothing against those guys. But, like, those guys, those guys, 
Yeah, but those guys get it. You get what I'm saying? Like, like, like Lucero and them, they get it. Yeah. And I feel like they, they get it. They're like, they're like, because they're, they're, they've always been kind of ostracized, you know, so they know what it's like for guys to not be in the end click. And they know what it's like to like take care of your guys and keep your guys and not rotate them for the cooler guys. You know, I, I just always felt like those dudes had like, they weren't so they weren't so much business as they were skateboarding, but they were business skateboarding. You know what I'm saying? But they put yeah. skateboarding first, and I always thought that was really cool. And like, you know, what, how, you was John like that with you? You know what I'm saying? John John was super sick and like just my friend, dude. I didn't really like. I knew of Lucero and what he did, but now that I'm getting older, I find out more history about him, and I'm like. Fuck, dude. This dude is insane. You know what I mean? To get to ride for him. Like, it makes me like, oh, man. You know, we got in a little altercation. It's like, it wasn't even an altercation. It was John just running out of money and me being a greedy kid and being like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, I need some money to live. And, you know, he, him, just John just is very silent and doesn't want to tell you, like, be honest. He doesn't, he's not really wants to be honest. He just doesn't want to tell you the truth. He doesn't want to hurt your feelings, you know? Yeah. Like he's a stand-up guy. He's radical, man. And uh, it's just uh, one of those things in your life where you're like, you look back now and you're like, damn, dude, this guy was, like, really good to me. Because when things were good, we were a giant. Dude, I made great cheeseburgers. Dude, we were so greedy at the time. We got 10 boards a month. All right, how many boards do we really need? But we we're like ten boards a month, health insurance, like all kinds of cool shit. You know what I mean? And then go to his house and buys us everything, and we just laugh and just like act like clowns. And you know, I would I would love to take a time machine back and be a better person. That happens in a lot of life things when you get older. You like can I take a time machine back and just. You know, like, you know, you get older, you get smarter. It's like your parents. Your parents are fucking awesome. You're assholes to them. You know, you get older, you're like, dude. Like, my mother died uh, in 93, and I never had money. And then the older I get, I'm like, dude, I just wish I had time to take my mother on a date now and or take her on a vacation or buy her a car or do something sick, you know? It's like all these altercations in your life and you grow older and you're like, dude, if you have a kid and you're like a, a slimy ass dude, like, good luck, dude. Karma's a bitch. I'm the president of Team No Kids and I hope to remain the president of Team No Kids unless I get impeached or something. Because that is some shit like... I'm not against kids, but like you know, I'm I'm just very fortunate that I did not have kids for the, you know, for the time where I was doing all that crazy shit because you know, that's a very selfish time, you know. And like, and as you were saying, you know, as you get older, you look at things that even with dealing with your parents, you know, like man, I did some selfish shit, you know. Like, I can't believe I did that, you know. Like, I used to break my mom. <laughs> I was telling somebody the other day, dog. I know you used to do this too. I broke one time. I like broke something. My mom had this real nice. This real nice base. I mean, it was just this ridiculous piece of furniture. And, um, I mean, she, she worked her ass off all. They loved her nice furniture, loved her stuff. And it was all glass and gold. I remember I broke like a duck on it. And then I tried to fix the duck and it fell and broke something else. So 
So what I would I did is I set it up to where the minute she bumped it, it looked like the whole thing fell and broke. And I was thinking back, and I was like, man, you know what? She probably was like, this kid is dumb as hell. To hear the rest of this interview and receive bonus content, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash WCRP on skateboarding. That's patreon.com slash WCRP on skateboarding. Because you don't appreciate the shit they work for and stuff. You're just like, ah, oh, whatever. You know, like, that's oh, my mom's stuff. Like, it's just, it's just, so it's just like a, it was like some, some gold mallet duck thing was ugly as hell, but she loved it. And, um, I don't know, man, I just think about, think back on stuff like that. And even like, Dude. Even skating some spots, you know what I mean? Like, like it's like it's not embarrassing, but some things, you know, like you know, as you say, you get older, man, and you look back on stuff. And I think as you get older and you skate, you really, uh, you really appreciate a lot of things around you. You know, you appreciate the freedom of skating, but then even the little things, you know, you really become very appreciative. Like you're saying with John, man, you just don't think about that. Like even with Sal. To me, it was like, man, like, you know, I always thought I appreciated him, but I look back now, I'm like, he could have did like homeboy did over at the zoo. <laughs> Down the clause of your, your contract, got to let you go. I was like, man, you, I was like, man, you've been one of those. You've been one to fire me. You just found a reason, and I gave you one. Because, uh, you know, like, that could have been like that with Sal years ago, and I could have been done. But <laughs> You know, I'm that guy that, the first chick he banged in like sixteen, or as Amanda Mercer, I made a son with her called Zachary Harrison Mercer, who that's my son, which is now twenty seven years old. I was what? that kid. I was that kid that graduated high school with the the, you know, and uh, that was a fucking uh, that was a thing, you know, like I. You know, I, like, we didn't work out, but I took care of the kid. You know, I made sure the kid got uh, a good life. You know, I made him ride bikes. I made him get on trains and ride bikes. I made him ride over the San Francisco Bridge. I made him, like, you know, I was, like, for three years, I had a bell, dude. It wasn't working out, dude. We are too young. Like, you know, you get your first chick pregnant, you have a kid. I was that dude in high school. My son was born, and I had, uh... Two weeks to go to that contest and then didn't eat it. She let me go. Are you Just serious? Are you talking about the NSA finals? Yeah, it's Anita. That goes into the story that we're talking about. So, oh, <laughs> Reggie Barnes gave me a job. You know what I mean? I started working at Eastern Skateboard Supply as the manager of Endless Grind. Okay? Um... Reggie Barnes, thank you very much. I uh, appreciate it. Reggie's dope, by the way. Yeah, yeah. He's done, he, you know, he's rich, but I love him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What are you saying? <laughs> oh, man. He knows it. I mean, he knows it, dude. He's going to smile right now. Yeah, you got cheeseburgers. Um, <laughs> yeah, you made a lot of great. You got money. That's great. A lot of us did yeah. make great decisions. We're fucking sitting exactly. here in the Exactly. But, uh, but that goes back to, like, you know, I went there um, to that contest, and that's 
I mean, it even goes deeper before that. Other than the kid, I mean, I can go deep back into the contest, like at Stone Edge, where you had, had to wear full pads in the street course. Stone Edge and o- Ocala. Ocala? There's a, there's a, oh, you talking about Altamont? Yeah. Yeah, Badlands. You're talking about Badlands, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah street yeah, course yeah. has a... Uh, had the mini ramp up under the uh yeah, uh, had the mini ramp up under up under yeah. the thing right when you walk in but the street course do you know it's crazy? That street course is so ahead of its time. Everything was concrete. You know what I mean? They had the fucking they had the real rail there. Man, that place was so I thinking back now, man, that place right now would probably be the best street course ever. And it had and it had the mini ramp and it had a vert ramp in the back. It had a bowl at one point in the back. Them hey. dudes had it going on. <laughs> Who skated with G String? Steve Drake? No. Comes from Alabama. He did Benny Hanna's. He turned into a very successful skater. But the time. Oh, you talking about Thomas? Are you talking? You remember James Thomas used to? Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like how you slid that in there. Hey, but Jamie, I remember Jamie. This is funny. And I remember Jamie. From being before Jamie went to SF because I didn't know who Jamie was and uh, you know me and Jamie ended up becoming friends but I had just known it from seeing a couple of contests and he would be he'd take his first run and then he'd do like a naked Benny Hanna or some shit right that was like his thing right everyone had to like you know back then everyone had like everyone had but I remember that shit I remember well, was- and I was like yo and then and then when he got real he got like he blew up and I was like. And then I had known him. I went out to Cali and like we had linked up. And I'd always been like, you know, like I was like, yo, this the one dude. Like he wore the shoestring <laughs> every contest. He at the end of his second run, he would do uh, he would do a naked behind I'm almost positive that's what his thing was. And like everyone had known him for that. No, no, this tour, but like naked, dude, it was naked. But he just didn't wear underwear, and he had the g-string, the 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 belt, like the shoelace belt. But he was sick, dude. He was living in his car, going for it. He was chasing his dream. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's badass. You can't hate on that, dude. Come from Bama, you know, like, give him props. Dude, 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 no one was like, he wanted it more than anybody back then, you know? So, like, like I said, like, back then it wasn't, like, it wasn't wild to, like, you know what I mean? Like, like, because that was, like, like, people don't know, man, the 90s was wild. It was fucking crazy. Like, like that was like some normal shit. Like a lot of shit people used to do at contests. It was kind of like their thing with some wild shit. I remember one dude he's up in Jacksonville. His name was Christian. Christian Gordy. I remember. Um, his mother used to take his leg off in like the second run. Like people freaked the fuck out. He would wear pants in the contest, right? And if he didn't fall, no, no one knew he had a leg. And like everyone knew he had a leg, wouldn't say nothing. So like. His second one, they'll loosen the leg up, and then boom, it'll fall off, man. Everybody start freaking out and shit. He did it. <laughs> he was doing it every contest. And it was like, you guys don't know he's got a fake leg yet? But, like, that was a thing back then. You know, everyone had, like, a thing. So, like, it's not even, you know, Jamie just honestly, you know, like, if everyone everyone had a thing back then, Jamie had a thing. But one thing no one can take away from that dude is that dude was thirstier than anybody. Like, he went to Cali. He slept in the car. Like, you know how many sponsoring tapes that dude's probably just got laying around so many companies and just, he wanted it, you know? So he 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 wanted it. And, and you can't take that away from nobody. You can't take hard work away from nobody. You can say what you want to, but you can't take hard work away. 
the first the first viewer of video is one of my favorites because he's got Hairball, Mumford, Scotty Copelman. But I want to go into a list of NSA contest people. I'm going to go first and you add, all right? Okay, go, go, go. All right, here we go. Brian Drake, Leonard Trivia, Brian Schaefer, Jimmy Marcus, Mike Dare, John Montesi, Bear Hughes. What, yes. What was, the, what, was, uh, what was the other dude from D-Land? D-Land. New, New Deal. Yep. What's his name? You know who it is, dude. You know who it is. You You know who else he wrote for? I give you this much. You know who else he wrote for? He wrote for seven seven seven. Oh, that's a bad Remember one. Remember Dave Andrack's company, seven seven seven? Yeah, that was a bad one. He wrote name. for them. Him and him and Kane wrote for them. So I give you that. I give, and yeah, he wrote for Nuda. But what's his Who's name? Who's that? Say his name. Dude, it's Dave Duran. Dave Duran, dude. Yes, Dave Duran was so sick. What's the other dude? This is one of my favorite people in life. He wrote for Alien Workshop, and he was Bo Turner was so sick and such a thug. He would knock anyone out. Scott Conklin, Fred Gall. Um, Fred wasn't from Florida. Fred, Fred no, but no, no. I'm mean, at those contests. Okay, okay. Uh, man, uh, I, you're, forget, you're forgetting a lot of people, like, from our, you're forgetting a lot of people from, like, our area. You know what I mean? Like, you're forgetting, like, I got one for you, dude. Remember Ozzy Alvarez? Oh, my God. That dude was a spaz. Hey, dude. Hey, dude. And then check it out. Hey, I was talking about Duke up there. All right. Remember, you know who Kid Rock is, right? Obviously, everyone, you know who yeah, you know, like like yeah, Kid Rock had a little midget dude that used to be on stage with him? Like, he's like a little baby face spitzer looking dude. I forgot what his name is. He passed away. I got God bless the dead. The, the little the little Kid Rock dude. I forgot his name, but he used to take him on stage. He looked like he looked like actually I think he might have been Mini Me. I don't know. But he looked like a little dude. He I mean he was he was a little dude. So Ozzy Alvarez used to have a little dude like that with him. He was like a little dude, he wore like a little leather jacket, but he was like he was like a little he was like Dog, he was like his little sidekick. He was like a little fat dude, and like he looked like Bam Margera, but a little—he looked like a little kid, Bam Margera. He would always be like the little punk rock dude next to Ozzy Alvarez. Ozzy, Ozzy Alvarez would come through within every contest, man. Like, dog, he would come to the Exile contest. Remember Exile? No, I wasn't there for that. <laughs> Sorry, I—I I, I was just I'm going through names and listening to you. I was like Fred Reeves. Fred Reeves, um, who else is there back then? So NSA days. I mean, that's Mike Frazier. Um, Mike fucking Frazier. Mike Frazier all day. Um, all those Canadian dudes are coming down too, like Jesse Sorensen, Bill Weiss, Justin Boatman. All them dudes are coming down. Justin Boatman, right? He, he died. Oh, dude, I got one for you. Shannon May. Shannon was one of the dudes way back in the day. Um, Shannon was so dope. Yeah, Mark Dix was one of the dudes. Uh, do you remember Reggie Dixon from uh, Louisiana? Yeah, Ray Paul, there we go. <laughs> Next week on WCRP. Who did back tail shove it before anyone on vert? <laughs> I think it's cool and all, yeah. but I'm like, dude, I don't need a Superman shit skateboarding. I want, I want people to skateboard. I want realistic shit. <laughs>